0: everyone and welcome back to the people project podcast i am your host kelsey klein and each week i will be bringing you episodes on different topics that affect us all in different ways internally externally or sometimes both so i created this podcast to talk about people because i feel like everyone has a story worthy of being told um we all go through things, we all experience things, and I think it's important to to get our stories out there. You know, you never know what somebody else might relate to um, and what might just help us get through to the next day, right? So last week was all about unpopular opinions, and I was joined by my friends Dylan Grimm and Austin Dingman, and we had a um, mostly civil (laughs) conversation about all sorts of different unpopular opinions. And honestly, I think last week was like, the week where I got the most messages and texts and stuff like that about the episode. Um, Mainly it was people yelling at me for um, what I said about applesauce, (laughs) that they really enjoy applesauce and now they can't enjoy it because I said that it is like chewed up apples. And I mean, it kind of, that's what it's like anyway. um, Between that and my desire to not put syrup on waffles or pancakes like, I really freaked people out, and that watermelon sucks, but, you know, that's fine. Um, we're all entitled to our unpopular opinions. <laughs> so, this week's episode will be on binge-watching, and kind of what it does to our brain, the science behind it, why we binge-watch, and um, I had I had y'all submit, you know, what you're binge- binge-watching now, your favorite shows that you watch, you know, things like that. So, I'll kind of read those um, here in a little bit, and uh, and talk about that, too. So... I guess to get us started, um, we can talk about what is binge watching. Um, According to Webster's Dictionary, it is the practice of watching multiple episodes of a television program in rapid succession. So whether it's Netflix, Hulu, Prime Video, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, whatever, there's, you know, like 80,000 apps that you can, you know, like stream shows and movies and stuff on now, whatever it is. I mean, we've all done it. You know, I don't think there's anybody that can be like, I've never binged a show. Like, if you haven't, like, please come talk to me because I, I'm i very intrigued in that because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it's a normal thing. You know, it's not a buzzword that we really used up until, I don't know, I guess like 2010, 2011. Um, but now I feel like it's it's what we all do. It's how we spend our weeks. It's how we spend our weekends. It's how we got through, you know, the shutdown last year. So um, according to a 2019 survey done by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, the average American says that they spend about two and a half to three hours a day, which equates to about 20 hours a week watching TV. Now... Part of me is like, okay, yeah, I can see that. But another part of me is like, you are lying. Like, I feel like I watch so much more TV than that. But, I mean, maybe that's just me. I'm sitting here trying to think, you know, like last night, how much TV did I watch. But, I mean, it was a Saturday, so I guess that's not the best example. But, anyway, that's what the statistics said or the survey said. Um, But Netflix did a study and... 61% of people said they watched two to six episodes in one sitting. So to me, that sounds a little bit more like the standard, like what I would have expected people to say. Um, So honestly, like this isn't ideal. Um binge watching is linked to a lower quality of sleep because of the increased cognitive alertness that is caused by like repeatedly watching something and like staying alert for it. Now, of course, you know, like we all have those shows that we put on the, in the background while we're like working from home or cleaning or, you know, just whatever. Um, but I think this increased cognitive alertness is talking about the shows that we are actively watching, if you know what I mean. So of course, that can happen. You know, there there are negative things that are attached to the the concept of binge watching. But I think that, you know, finding finding a balance is what's important, right? I mean, just like just like with anything, it's all about balance. So, so why do we binge watch? Why is that something that we that we enjoy? Um, so a lot of people use it as an escape. It's a it's a you know, welcome refuge. It's a way to take a break from everyday life and not have to think about, you know, everything that's going on. Um, I can definitely relate to that. Um, it, it makes us feel good, you know, like you're watching a show and, you know, maybe it's something like The Office where it's just like funny and it's, you know, more of a feel good show. Um, and it just, it's, it's something that's enjoyable, right? At the just bare base level enjoyment. And then also, on a scientific level, when you watch something that um, that you enjoy, when you do any sort of activity that causes enjoyment, dopamine is released into your into your body, and it gives you, like, a pleasure feeling, and then you you start to crave it, and then you, you know, you want more, and, you know, you're thinking about this show when you're not watching it, or you, you know, can't wait to get home from work and watch your show, you know, whatever. And so... Like that's, it, that's, that's dopamine. That's what's causing that. So again, like I said, it's great to find a balance. That's, you know, that's important balance in anything. Right. Um, then I, I saw this information that, um, Dr. Gayani De Silva, I probably butchered that, but I tried, they're a psychiatrist and they were talking about the, um, the bond that is created by like character involvement Um, And then that's kind of what causes the desire to to binge watch. So there are different characteristics of that. One is identification. You see a character or a show and like you see yourself, you watch a character or a show and you see yourself in it. And so it's a way, you know, that you can feel supported. I mean, like the example they gave was Modern Family. You know, there's, there's just about everyone can find somebody to relate to in some way on the show Modern Family. Um, then another, another thing is wishful identification. So it offers an opportunity for, um, like fantasy and the world that we wish we lived in. Like an example I thought of was Gossip Girl, right? You know, they, you know, they're Manhattan's elite living on the Upper East Side. Like I have all this money and do all these things. So like it's glamorous and luxurious and, you know, it's easy to, to get wrapped up in that. Right. But Um, That's one thing that me and Ashley actually talk about in a little bit is uh, we talk a lot about the wishful identification um, and identification in general. Um, And then, um, you know, another thing we do is we associate some of these shows with power and success and some of these characters and stuff. And um, another thing that Dr. DeSilva brought up was parasocial interaction. Um, So it's a one-way relationship where we feel close connection to characters and, like, you know, we think, oh, like, I would totally be friends with them, or that's something that me and my friends do, things like that, Um, and which leads to perceived similarity. Um, You know, I know what that feels like, and it becomes really affirming and familiar and comforting. Um, You know, if you're in a season of your life where you're really lonely or, you know, you're just, you're having a hard time seeing somebody that's going through or that, you know, has been through something that you are currently going through, it's really, like I said, affirming and, it makes things feel not so big and you know, like you're less alone. Like one movie that I know a lot of people like really enjoyed that came out on Netflix. I know this is about TV shows, but like, whatever. It made me think of this movie. Um, it was called some, something great. It was either someone great or something great, but it was a Netflix movie. And like so many people like myself included really, um, related to that and, you know, the emotions involved in a breakup and stuff like that. Another thing too, um, before I get into y'all's submissions and then um, to the interview with Ashley is the community that's built around a show. You know, you watch a show that maybe a friend recommended to you or you know a friend has watched, you know, you, that's something for y'all to talk about. You can go back and forth and like, you can like live text an episode or you can say like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this just happened. And um, that just makes it like even more enjoyable, right, that just takes it the next step further, and it's like, I have this camaraderie with this person because we both watch this show, so, like, let's talk about it, I mean, you know, some of my best friends, um, you know, I've made through, through watching TV shows, you know, Um, so, I don't know, I think that's really special, I think it's really fun, and um, it's something that, you know, wouldn't be possible without TV and without the ability to binge watch. So I think it's cool. I think it's very unique and special. And um, yeah, so um, I guess now I will pull up some of y'all's submissions. So I'll just go through and talk about, you know, what each of you said. And um, I think it was kind of interesting. The shows were really all over the place. So I kind of expected there there were some shows that I really expected people to say and then they didn't. Um and so that's really interesting to me of how we enjoy certain things um for certain reasons but you know the shows that we go back to aren't necessarily what what I would have expected so um first of all um Paul Butler he submitted that he his most recent binge that he finished was a show called Gangs of London which I have never heard of and I want to look up and see what it's all about cuz Just the title, Gangs of London, sounds exciting. Um, And his next binge will be the final season of The Last Kingdom, which I have seen a few episodes of that. I haven't, like, sat down and, like, watched through it, but it looks pretty good. So Um, next is Victor Diaz. He said um, both seasons of The Umbrella Academy um, he recently watched. I think he said it was, like, last summer. And then he said as soon as he was done, he immediately went back and binged season one again. And, I mean, I've done that with shows, you know um, I'll, I mean, I do that with Supernatural. I've seen, you know, every episode, I watched it live, I've, you know, binged it again, whatever, and as soon as, you know, I'll be done with something, I'll just start it over again, because for me, that's, I mean, it's like a comfort show, you know, and it's so enjoyable that then you want to, like, go through and watch it again, and like, okay, what did I miss? What perspective am I going to get this time that maybe I didn't get the first time? Um, So then Johnny Velasquez, he said he's currently binging all the Harry Potter movies that are on HBO Max, um, which is a great idea. And um, also during the day, um, he is watching all of the um, Fast and the Furious franchise movies, which I don't care who you are. Those movies are amazing. If you haven't seen every single one of them, go watch them now. I understand they're not going to win any sort of awards, and maybe that's an unpopular opinion that I love those movies, but they're incredible and If you haven't seen all of them, you should go watch them because they're just, they're purely enjoyable. So, um, let's see here. Robin, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name, but Robin, (laughs) um, she, uh, her shows are Big Brother 18 and RuPaul's Drag Race, um, BB 18 is a great season to, to binge, um. Big Brother, in general, is a good binge, binge-worthy show, and so is, like, Survivor of the Challenge. Like, those kind of, like, reality competition shows are always fun to, like, binge-watch. Um, so, that's, that's a good choice, Robin. Um, Dylan Grimm, who you all are familiar with, he said... Um, right now, he's going through and watching Vikings, um, and he, I think he said he's watched, like, 40-something episodes in, like, a very short amount of time. So, it must be a great show. Um, I keep getting told that I need to watch it, so... We'll see. Um, And then most recently finished Animal Kingdom and is waiting for Loki to air because he likes to binge it all at once, which is what he did for WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm going to do that as well for Loki. Um, I know I might get spoilers and stuff like that from Twitter and whatever else, but I really just want to like, I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier like week to week and I hated it (laughs) Like, I hated waiting for it. I love the show, but I hated, like, waiting for it. So I think I might wait for Loki to, like, completely be out and then go through and binge it and see see if that makes it more enjoyable. Um, Eduardo said that he's binging House. And he said his wife says it's really bad for him. Um, so maybe maybe the beginning part of this episode um, where, you know, I'm talking about balance, like, maybe that will be a little bit helpful um, of, of – finding balance between like watching a show that you enjoy and uh you know making your wife happy (laughs) um and then Jordan Brewer said The Office and New Girl so I'm currently binging New Girl and it's one of my favorite shows it's just it's so good it's like the perfect show and then of course like anyone who knows me at all knows I love The Office and it's just it's an easy go-to as well it's just it's a classic Um, Shauna said Starstruck on, I think it was on HBO. Um, I've seen a lot of things about that. It looks really interesting. Um, and then Alyssa said Love, Victor. I think that's the show that's like from the same like universe as the Love, Simon movie. Um, I haven't watched it, but I've heard really good things about it and I liked Love, Simon. So maybe I need to, maybe I need to watch Love, Victor. Um, Katie Jarvis said Bo Burnham's Inside. I have not watched this yet. I've had like a million people tell me that I need to watch it, but I've heard that it's also like really sad and like, I don't, I just don't need that right now. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, I've heard it's really good. So maybe, maybe I, will dig in eventually. Um, Krista said Grey's Anatomy. I also, um, I'm like, I have I think I've watched like one episode of the current season because I got. I got a little bit into it and then it like really hurt my feelings and made me really sad of like how, like them bringing back old characters and like flashbacks and all this stuff. And so I'm boycotting it right now because it hurt my feelings. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy from the start. That was the show that I binged to get to the point like that it's at now. Um, so, so that's definitely a good example. I know a lot of people that are like that, but it's like a good comfort show for them and, um, honestly, I feel like, you know, if I were in a certain situation, I could be a doctor if I needed to be. So, you know, I've learned, I've learned things. Not only is it enjoyable, I've learned things. Um, uh, Carrie said, "Bering sea gold. I've never heard of the show. She said, it's really weird. Um, but it's good. So Carrie, maybe I'll give it a shot. Um, if you if anybody else, if you've heard of the show or you're interested, there you go. Um, Neans said Survivor, which I talked about just a few minutes ago. Um, that's like my go-to like comfort show is Survivor. Um, I've got, you know, like seasons that I'm like, I just, I just want to watch this. And it's just, it's like, it's a great show. Um, and I love, I'm a sucker for any reality competition show. Um, but Survivor, Survivor reigns supreme. Um, and then Ray Emery said the Mindy Project is what she's binging now. And she just finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Again, these like um, like easy watching comedies that still have, you know, like some some good topics some some serious moments. Like that's been kind of a common thread of like easy to watch bingeable shows um, because I think it really gives us an escape and like something that, you know, if things are really heavy and really serious, we'll like just put on one of these shows and like just watch that. You know what I mean? I'm also watching The Bold Type right now, so I put on I put on New Girl when, like, I don't really want to, like, super pay attention, because I've seen it a million times, um, or, like, it's my show right now that I fall asleep to, um, but, like, entertainment-wise show, I'm watching The Bold Type, and I'm, like, halfway through season one, I think. Maybe I'm a little further than that, um, but it's really good so far, um, and I think the current season is, like, the last season, um, which is sad, because I'm, like, now I'm getting into the show, and it's about to be over, but... It's okay. Maybe I'll be able to just like binge the final season instead of having to wait for the episodes to air and like that will be less stressful. Um, and then the last one um, is my friend Emily. Um, she said Gilmore Girls is, um, is her go-to, which um, you'll hear here in just a few minutes. Um, that, that's the same thing for Ashley as well. Um, we, talk about, we talk about Gilmore Girls a lot because it's an incredible show. Um, And then I I said that was the last one, but I almost forgot about Chico and I can't forget Chico. Um, He said his show is Yellowstone. Um, But an interesting point that he brought up was um, he loves how streaming lets us watch shows so quickly and as many as we like them. Um, But um, if you're familiar with the the challenge MTV show community, um, you know, people tend to get like really crazy about like spoilers for the show and stuff like that. And like, um, he said, you know, that ability to stream shows and watch them really quickly is kind of maybe why people get really crazy and trying to find spoilers and like not being able to wait for the show to air. And it's like, they feel like they have to know and they want that instant gratification and then they want like everybody else to know. Um, And I think, again, just like anything else, it's balance. Um, You know, I personally, um, I enjoy getting the spoilers for the show um, because then I feel like I can enjoy watching it more. I'm not so, like, anxious about, like, is my favorite person going home or whatever. Um, And, like, I can just watch it, like, in a little bit more of a relaxed manner. But, like, that sounds like it's a personal problem for me. (laughs) Um, but, but But I do get that, you know, and there are people that are just, like, I have to know, and then I'll want everybody else to know, and it ruins it for everybody else. So so this is a PSA. If you watch a show or you know spoilers for a show, don't ruin it for anybody else. Like, say, hey, this is a spoiler, space down for a while or something, or just, like, maybe text somebody about it. Like, don't put it out on the internet. But that goes with anything, you know? So, okay. I am going to take a quick break because I need lots more coffee. And when I come back, I... I'm gonna have Ashley Lamana on here and we're gonna go through, talk more about shows, why we like them, and all that good stuff. So, be right back. All right, and now I am joined by Ashley Lamana.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you so much for for giving me your time and sitting down with me, I guess, like virtually. Everybody can't see you, but I can, so thank you.
1: Very nice to be sitting down with you virtually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, I guess... Uh, I guess how I kind of try to start all of these episodes when I have guests on is kind of giving people a background of like how we know each other, which the more I do this, the more I realize that like 90% of the people that I know and that I've had on here are like people I've met on the internet, which I think is really cool. So I'll let you kind of like give that little backstory.
1: Yeah, so we met on Twitter, actually, (laughs) Um, I had posted like a dream festival of music I think and yeah. um it was Frank like Turner a Spotify was on there, thing so...
0: right
1: yes yes that's yeah. what was Spotify like created it for me and Frank Turner was one of the people and Paul Butler tagged you <laughs> and was like look Kelsey you know the person who loves uh Frank Turner and then you were like men singers and show tunes like this is my girl so then yeah. you followed me and I followed you back and the rest is history and here we are <laughs> we have realized yeah. that we
0: are like the most random little soulmates and like all these little obscure things, like I'll post something, I'll say something or like vice versa. And it's just like, wait, what? You know, it's just, it's so funny how, you know, people randomly get brought together, but it's a hundred percent meant to be. And it's just, I don't know. It's really cool. I'm thankful for um, the non-toxic part of the internet that, that happens to bring people together. It's pretty cool.
1: I haven't been on Twitter like long enough to really know the toxic side. So I actually good. only know the positive side, which is like meeting you and Ali Evans and finding like good challenge podcast yeah. and people have the same music taste as me. So <laughs> I have been very lucky on the well, Twitter sphere so far. <laughs> stay
0: on that side of Twitter. Like just stay away from the negativity because I haven't seen a lot of it. I mean, obviously, you know, in like the whole challenge community, you know, people can get a little, can get a little wild on the Twitter. Um, but, and then, you know, just people in general that just feel the need to share an opinion and yell at other people that just happen to disagree with them. Um, and, but more often than not, it's, it's not that, you know, it's like people sharing memes and, um, you know, music and little daily updates about their lives. And I think it's great. I think it's the best. I agree. I'm with you. (laughs) So, um, we talked about this a little bit earlier. So this episode, as you know, is on um, binge watching. And it's something that's like always really interested me because, you know, it's not something we grew up with. Um, and it's, you know, I guess a fairly new buzzword. <laughs> um, and so kind of just understanding why we enjoy it and like what it does to our brain and like both good and bad ways and how we use, you know, the... Sitting in front of a TV for hours at a time and just like absorbing these shows, like how we use it, and then understanding why. So, what is the last show that you binge watched? And then, like, what are you currently watching?
1: So, I am currently binge watching Dawson's Creek for the first yes. time, <laughs> which is quite a roller coaster. <laughs> and prior to this, I had just. I mean, I binge watch a lot of TV. Same, it's okay. Uh, So I just rewatched all of One Tree Hill, um, all eight seasons of Vampire Diaries, and then in between those like longer binges, I've done like the smaller HBO series, like I just did The Undoing and um, Mayor of East Town. Oh, cool! I watched, I think, in the matter of like two days. Yeah,
0: I've heard that's really good. It's on my list. I need to watch it because Evan Peters is in it, right?
1: He is. Oof.
0: It is wild. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I... It's funny. Like, I love I love American Horror Story. And there's been a couple seasons they've done that I'm like, why? Um, but for the most part, I love it. And, you know, of course, like, he's very, like, heavily involved in that. And so, I don't know. I don't know if, like, he's necessarily on my, like, list of celebrities that I'm, like, I heart Evan Peters. But, like, he's not bad to look at. So, um you know, if nothing else, I can just watch him on the show.
1: <laughs> well, so I didn't know he was an American Horror Story. I've never seen any of those. Oh, man. Even though I really like uh, the creator of that show, whose name is Escaping Me.
0: Yeah, I do like a lot of other
1: stuff that he's done. So for me, I've only ever seen Evan Peters in One Tree Hill. And I was, oh my gosh. Now, so I was like, wow, you grew up really quick. And like, I <laughs> bad to look at. So this is interesting <laughs> because you look like a child on One Tree yeah. Hill and not a cute child at that. Right. So. Oh,
0: no, he he's one of those people that like he hit puberty. And it was like puberty said, you're welcome. And he just developed so well. Like, thank you. Thank you for blessing us, Evan Peters parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Why do you think that like cuz it seems like the the shows that, you know, you're currently watching that you just finished they're very like high school era of like these characters lives. Um that's like kind of where they're where they're based in these people's lives. So, why do you think cuz I know you really like Gilmore Girls a lot too. Um so why do you think that you connect to those shows specifically over something like, you know, Game of Thrones, or Supernatural, or you know, like of a totally different genre type show.
1: Um, I just want to say that you saying that I like Gilmore Girls is the understatement (laughs) of the century, and I'm happy to know that you don't actually know how obsessed I am with that show. Um, that's also I know you have a tattoo. I sure do. Yeah, maybe some more to come. Uh, It's fine.
0: I have a Supernatural (laughs) tattoo, so it's okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Um. I think for me personally, so for one thing, like, I don't get into a lot of comedies. I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is. Like, I, maybe because my life is doing pretty okay, I actually enjoy getting, like, totally engrossed into dramas and, like, letting out some emotion watching TV that I don't let out in my real life, which is a totally good thing. Um, And then as far as, like, high school TV shows, man, like, high school was, is such a rough time, and it was a very rough time for me, as I probably is for most, like, Mm-hmm. teenage girls oh, yeah. so when I go back and watch like One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek and all of these shows like to me it's like this nice way to enter a world that I didn't actually feel a part of but right. I feel a part of it by like watching these shows yeah. so in a way it's like romanticizing these things that I didn't have in high school but like hoping that they somehow exist for other high schoolers yeah,
0: absolutely no that's I mean I, I completely agree with you I mean some of my favorite shows that like I watched like I don't know. I feel like the years of like high school and like right after high school kind of just blur all together. Um, So I think I watched them in high school. So if you're listening to this and you were also the class of 2009 or close to it and I'm wrong, please forgive me. But like I was watching, you know, the OC, that was like my show. Like that was my show. Uh, I was, I was a Seth Cohen girl. I was, uh, Ryan Atwood was fine, but like I liked Seth Cohen. I like, I like a little nerdy dude um and so... seth cohen
1: put like the kind of guys that i became interested in yep. on the map like i was oh, yeah. like oh i'm i'm specifically interested in this kind of guy oh yeah that i didn't know could be cute but like seth cohen put these like exactly. nerdy silly men on the map so i exactly. totally agree <laughs> i
0: mean and i mean what he did for death cab's career you know by how much seth cohen talked about death cab for cutie I mean, come on. And I had to go and buy a bagel slicer like Sandy Cohen used, like the little chopper. I was like, Mom, I need this. She was like, you don't eat bagels. And I was like, I do now. I was like, I need I to wish, be a Cohen. I wish
1: that I was raised in, like, the Cohen kitchen specifically. Yes. Cause like, Just the kitchen. thats fun. Of- fine. Yeah, like, all of their, like, morning scenes. I'm like, this is not what happened in my life in the morning before (laughs) high school. Like, someone was running around like a crazy person. Like, I wouldn't get out of bed. My mom was probably yelling at my other sister. Like, no one was eating bagels for breakfast in the morning in my house. And having
0: these, like, like, big heart-to-heart conversations. (laughs) Yeah. well, With, like,
1: like... the kid that they, like, rescued from, you know, the wrong side of the tracks
0: or whatever. That lives in the pool house. Um and but yeah like so I, the OC was a big show for me. Um, then once it ended, and I think this was like towards the end of high school, um, was Gossip Girl when it started, and they were all in high school. Then of course Gilmore Girls, um, and then One Tree Hill. Like so, like all of these shows, like we just said, like they're all like high school age people, right? Um, and I mean some of my other favorite shows, like I love, I loved. Game of Thrones I loved it so much and like there's absolutely not a single parallel to my life in that show at all whatsoever like I really wish I was Khaleesi but like I'm not and uh you know for Halloween maybe but like you know I don't have pet dragons and you know I'm the queen of all this stuff um maybe in my head but that's okay (laughs) but like I feel like being able to relate to these characters and like see them going through things. And maybe it's not the exact thing that I've been through, but you know, you can find parallels. Like you said, like it's comforting and it's, you know, I said this in in the music episode, you know, you hear, you hear lyrics about, you know, something and, or you, you watch an episode of a show and like you see this character experiencing something and it's like, okay, I've felt that way too. So like, I don't feel so alone in it you know like I got through you know this this character got through it so I can too and like you know that may sound silly to some people because like these are fictional you know people but real human beings wrote the scripts like real human beings like acted it out you know and and so there's a reason why um you know when I ask people like what's your you know most recent show you've binge watched and like you know tell me about it like like immediately I got a ton of responses and all different shows for all different reasons. And, um, I just think we as like human beings love to find things that we can connect with and like whatever way it may be. And, you know, in high school, high school, I I mean, I don't know about the male experience in high school because I was not a, a male in high school or now. And, and so I don't know why I felt like the need to make sure that people knew that, but it's fine. Um, but you know, the female experience through like middle school and high school. I mean, girls are mean girls. Like, I mean, they say, they say mean names, they, you know, bully each other. I mean, there was a period of time for like two solid weeks where I lunch in the bathroom, like Katie Heron did in Mean Girls, you know? And, but then I saw Mean Girls and I was like, hey, look, she went through that too. You know what I mean? And, but having these shows and having this, like this way to like escape, I mean, you know, having this, like, form of escapism that I can, like, just watch this show and, like, everything's fine. Like, I can just live my life through them and, you know, like you said, like, romanticize the high school experience since I don't feel like I I got one and uh, the high school I went to was inside of a church, so it was very small and, you know, I see these shows of, like, what all these big high schools look like with all their lockers and the this and the, you know, the big like theater departments and whatever and I'm like, man, like I didn't have that high school experience. It mine was very different. So like, I feel like I kind of get a get a redo, you know, like I can like do a do-over by watching, you know, what they go through.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I want to back up for a second because yeah. a I also love Game of Thrones and it does not <laughs> fit the narrative of anything else that I really like except for the last <laughs> season. So Game of Thrones is something that I'll probably never watch ever again because the (laughs) the way it ends is such a letdown that I just don't get myself through that ever again. Um, Two, maybe you're not Khaleesi in the sense of like, you're not technically a queen of anything and no, you don't have dragons, (laughs) but you are a badass woman, as was Khaleesi. So there are tons of parallels there for you and her. Thank
0: you so much. And um,
1: (laughs) yeah, I think like, like, I was watching Vampire Diaries, and me and my best friends were talking about it, like, very, uh, like, very seriously, and we Mm -hmm. were like, God, this is so silly, like, (laughs) this is just a show about vampires, but to your point, like, at all of these characters' core, like, they are experiencing real things, like, Mm -hmm. somebody who wrote this show went through something similar, like, the writer of The O.C., for instance, instance, he had a life similar to Seth Cohen, so, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of those narratives like matched what he had gone through so being able to see yourself in a character that's on tv Mm -hmm. is really important and that's why representation matters overall so for like Mm -hmm. the lgbtq community like the um anyone who is a minority anyone who's a person of color like Mm -hmm. representation matters in all forms so for you and i who had like a difficult experience as young girls in high school like i was not i was not cute and i was very confused (laughs) and like just didn't have a grasp on who I was. So I was just yeah. kind of mean and angry a lot. So like, I actually got to see that in like Peyton Sawyer as a character, mm-hmm. except right. for she was oh, yeah. cute and, and did like her. So she was the first character that I like was able to see myself in. And I was mm-hmm. the exact same age as her when that show aired. So yeah. it was so important to me to be like, Oh, like I can be this type of person and still be liked and still get guys and right. like, still have friends and like the things that I like mm-hmm. and be a little angsty. So I think that like, <laughs> that is another reason why people love, because you get to see yourself in characters and you get to relate yourself to certain things and also for like shows like Game of Thrones that are fantasy you get taken out of real life altogether.
0: yeah and I mean there's some shows that you know they're just like that like they're just like dumb shows like they're not like they don't make you think they're just like dumb shows but you can watch them and you can just like turn your brain off for an hour two hours however long you watch it for you can just turn your brain off and just like All you have to worry about is, like, sitting in your spot, watching whatever show it is, and, like, I feel like sometimes we just really need that, you know? Like, it's easy to get, like, wrapped up in your head and caught up with everything that's going on in your lives because everybody's going through stuff, and sometimes people talk about it, sometimes they don't, sometimes you know, sometimes you don't, and, you know it's a, it's, it's like, it's therapeutic, you know, when all you have to do, I mean, like, Survivor's like my therapy show, right, so, like, if I'm just, like, having a day, or New Girl, like, those are my two shows that I'm, like, I, I've seen these so many times that, you know, I'm just gonna sit down, like, I need to, like, turn my brain off and, like, not think about anything, I'm gonna, like, binge watch a season of Survivor, or I'm gonna, like, just binge watch New Girl, and it's just, like, and I feel like if I were a fictional character, I would be Jessica Day, so, like, I see myself a lot in her and like different ways she responds to things and things that she says. Um, but, you know, like I, I will die on the hill of Jeff Probst is the greatest TV show host of all time and no one will ever beat him. And Survivor is the premier reality competition show. Um, <laughs> no offense to anyone else. It's just the truth. Um, I've never and, seen it. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I think watch I'm it.
1: watching it for the first time this year when the new season
0: comes out. Yeah, so. we'll you, see. you really should. It's, it's so good. Um, and it's just one of those shows that just like, I mean, I, I grew up watching it like with my parents and we watched like every season live. And like, so it's like a nostalgic thing almost too is like, you know, when I'm, you know, they live four hours away from me. So when I'm like feeling lonely or I'm like, you know, feeling homesick or whatever, I can, I can turn that on and just be like, you know, just something to purely enjoy, you know? And, um, another show that I've binged God, I couldn't tell you how many times. It's probably, like, my favorite show of all time is Supernatural. Um, you know, I said it earlier. I've got a Supernatural tattoo. I've been to the Supernatural convention more than once. Like, I mean, I'm all in on this show. And, you know, when I first watched it, I had a hard time getting into it because I didn't feel like I could relate to, like, Dean and Sam and whatever. But the older I've gotten, the more I've understood these characters and understood, like, you know, Dean's, like, all, like, brooding and, like, I'm going to take the lead. And
1: Wait, is his name... Is that actor's name Dean in Gilmore Girls and Supernatural? I've never no, seen it. No. So
0: so that's what's funny. So he's Dean. So Jared Padalecki is Dean in Gilmore Girls. He's Sam in Supernatural. His brother is Dean. It was very oh, okay. confusing for me cuz I was just okay. like you're not Dean. That that's Dean. Like it was very confusing for <laughs> me. Um so yeah, so Jensen Ackles is Dean in Supernatural and and so you know, it's it's kind of like the the format of the show kind of starts out a little bit like criminal minds how like every episode there's like a different you know monster that they're trying to like save the world from right but then you get this like underlying plot of like you know their relationship with their father and losing their mother and like just all these different things like really complex issues and you know sam's trying to figure himself out dean's trying to figure himself out and dealing with lots of like really heavy emotions and so then it went from this show where i was just like oh you know I just want something to watch to like, uh, wow, like there are so many things to be, to be learned from that. And the first time, you know, I went through and binged it right afterward, I watched Lost. Like, I guess I was just in a time where I was like, I need all the serious things like all at one time. Um, but you know, I love trying to find like parallels and things and ways to apply different shows to, to my life. And, um, Lost is a great show and I love it. It makes me severely angry. Like now that I know how it ends and, I'm She's in the middle of ridiculous. watching it for the first time. Yeah, actually, I'm not. I'm five. not going to ruin anything for you. I promise. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, but and another show that I love, um, and this is something me and Allie bonded over, is Entourage. Like that's one of those shows oh. that I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> people are like, oh, what are some of your favorite shows? And I'm like, Entourage. Like I don't want to like you know. We're all yell
1: it. Don't whisper that. Well y'all. now, well
0: that's now I'm show. like you know what? This is a great show, and like I feel like I should probably be a little bit more like Ari Gold in my regular life. Like sometimes I'm just a little bit too nice and I just need a little bit of like Ari and like especially in my business life and be like, no, this is what I want. This is when you're gonna do it, you know? And yeah. um but your it's
1: it's, day driving through traffic yelling at someone on the phone yeah,
0: and like just screaming just screaming Lloyd over and over and over again. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> <Because> poor Lloyd. <laughs> But you know, like
0: all the, it's just funny, the more we are talking about this, the more I realized like all these shows are so incredibly different, but like the way we apply them is the same. Like there's something about these different characters that were like, I wish I was more like that. I wish my life had been this way. Uh, you know, whatever. And it's not like wishing that as in like, I want to go back in time and change my life because we know we can't do that. But it's like, okay, my experience wasn't this way. I would like to absorb this experience and like apply it to my life. And, like, how I can live my life moving forward, you know? And, you know, of course, like, Ari Gold, like, he's he's a dick. But, like, he's also, like, he gets shit done. Like, he, he you know, he makes sure things get accomplished. And so, you know, you don't want to discount the, you know, the characters that are painted to be the villain. Because there's still things to like about them, too. And, um, I mean, that's, that's, you know, a good life application, too. You know, like, somebody that you think is the villain, like, you know... Dylan Grimm will be excited to hear this but like Thanos you know like he Thanos Thanos whatever it's the same thing right um you just watched it recently right Thanos I think it's Thanos anyway I just watched all of them yeah um I think it's yeah either one um it's close enough um but like he you know to to Grimm's point like he's the quote unquote villain but there are so many things that he did that he thought were the best thing to do you know And so it's like, it helps kind of give a perspective on like, okay, this person's the villain, but they think that they're in the right. And so it's like, you know, don't just jump down somebody's throat because you think that they're doing the wrong thing, you know, try to understand their perspective and like, maybe it'll help you grow too, you know?
1: Well, and the nice thing about like real life versus TV is like you get in TV storylines or movie storylines too, you get to see The other side of what is making the villain the villain. Mm -hmm. So, like in most cases, yeah, like in most cases, you're almost always given an excuse to empathize on some level with whoever is meant to be the villain or the bad guy in the show. And you don't really always get that in real life. You just see like a one side of things of how someone is treating you, but you don't see the backstory sometimes. So it does in your real life apply to being like, well, maybe they are going through X, Y, Z, and that is why they are treating me this way. And I feel like that's a really good way to like apply a lot of things. Not everyone deserves that sort of empathy or grief, but right. sometimes people do. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's like a good point because you know, in Thanos's or Thanos's mind, like he was just doing what was best for him to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like. Saying like I'm rewatching The OC, like you yeah. and you're a big OC mm-hmm. fan. So like, growing up, like Julie Cooper to me was like the Devil Woman. Like she, right. was like so, she, she, she
0: was, was
1: evil. Yeah, but now I'm a little bit older,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: now that I'm a mother, but like I'm like oh, like she was just genuinely doing what she thought was best for. She her was trying
0: daughter. her best. Yeah, yeah. So it
1: is it is interesting, also too, how you age. Like I'm like I've rewatched Tree Hill once a year for multiple years. Same with the OC. And it's different. Every year I rewatch, I'm a little bit older and I come with a little bit different of a mindset. So it is interesting to like see how you saw things growing up versus how you see them now when you're rewatching or Mm re-binging a TV show.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's like, it's funny, you know, going back and watching like a show that, you know, you've watched a thousand times and it's like every time you watch it, you see something different and you like you just you feel differently about a character i mean like i can't tell you how many times i've been to the office but like every time there's something that like still like makes me laugh that you know i forget about like somehow forget like a little scene that like i just think is the funniest thing in the world or i kind of like pay attention to like a different character and i'm like okay like i just kind of thought that they were in the background and didn't matter but like they really have a core role in this part and you know, something is just, like, you know meant to be, like, basic and funny as The Office. Like, there are things to be learned from it, too. Um, so, I think that's that's another thing that's cool about entertainment. And, you know, obviously shows continue to be made. There's new shows, like, that come out all the time, you know. And there's ways to incorporate things that are happening in society and in our lives right now in these, you know, these forms of entertainment, like take, you know, the Falcon and winter soldier, for example, you know, they, have you watched it?
1: Um, I have one episode left. I okay. didn't particularly
0: love it. Mm-hmm. So I have not been in a rush to finish yeah. it,
1: even though I could like watch Bucky Barnes. You I know. could watch
0: him like read a book. I could watch him yeah. watch paint dry. Like I don't yeah. care what Bucky Barnes is doing. Just stand there and do it and let me appreciate it. You know? Yeah,
1: the storyline just wasn't doing it for me, so I haven't yeah. finished it. So if you feel free to say I don't care if it gets no. spoiled for me, because I've already waited this okay. long to watch it. So. Well,
0: like my my just my main thing with it is like the the voice that it gave Sam, you know, and like, but I mean up until now, like obviously he's been in, been part of an MCU and you know he's been there, but he's just kind of been like the sidekick or the background character helping out and like now he's like being champion and he's been given a voice and like it's they really used this show as such a way or in such a way to be like anybody can be anything can do anything and like him being able to like you know step into into you know Steve Rogers shoes and you know just become you know who he is it's it's just, I just think it's really cool because now I feel like they're just about anybody has some sort of fictional character that they can relate to, you know, whether it's, whether it's in the MCU or whether it's, you know, just some other TV show. I mean, look like, you know, there, there's a lot of conversations happening surrounding, you know, the Loki show that just started, um, and about his sexuality and things that are, have never been brought, you know, to attention in like a Disney show, especially, but, you know, really in any show. And so, like having conversations about like just allowing people to be their full selves, um, is, I think is really important. Um, and it's something that I think we kind of almost take for granted because we see these characters on TV doing it, you know, and we see them coming into themselves and, and owning who they are. And it's just, and like, we're so inspired by it, but like, why can't we do that? You know, like right, why well, can't we, you know, fill that role?
1: And we can. I mean, I I can't, like, fly around the universe and, like, save someone (laughs) the same way Captain Marvel can, but, you know, I think, like, Captain Marvel being a woman was, like, a huge, Mm -hmm. huge deal for us women watching uh, anything in the comic, like, genre. Right, higher, further, faster. Yeah, I mean, aside from Wonder Woman and Catwoman, there's only two that really come to mind. Right. And Wonder Woman was, like, very sexualized, like, right, a lot, yeah. I feel like, as a superhero. Mm-hmm. And Catwoman, like, she was, like, stopping people from stealing, like, beauty products. Like, she didn't even have, right. like, a real, like, universe to save, you right, know? exactly. So, and I'm sure there's some others that I'm missing in there. I'm not, like, super caught up on my on my, <laughs> like, comic movies. I don't watch a lot of DC, but, like, I watched all the MCU stuff this past year. Yeah. And I think like yeah like it just goes back to like representation matters and mm-hmm. in that representation like giving people the notion that anyone can do what they want no matter how they look, who they like, what color their skin is, mm-hmm. what gender they like assign themselves, you know. Right. So like yeah, representation matters in seeing yourself in any kind of character whether it's a superhero or whether it's as simple as like Lorelai Gilmore on the Gilmore right. girls, you know, mm-hmm. like and all of those genres matter in different ways to different yeah. people.
0: Well, and and just back to, you know, talking about how Therapeutic, you know, shows can be is that you know at some point or another in our lives we're all going to experience some form of grief, you know, whether it's you know very intimately close to you, whether it's you know a little bit like further away, you know, and there are a lot of instances in in television where that's where that's talked about, and I think that that's I think that's really important, and it's it. Kind of makes you feel like, like I said earlier, you're not going through it alone. And, you know, like I, I had a friend of mine who passed away when we were, um, like right after high school. And I forget even what show it was at the time. I wish I could remember because that would be incredibly relevant right now. But I just remember, like, it was, there was a character on the show that had gone through something very similar. And it was just like, okay, like I can get through this because I kind of have a little bit of a map of like, a path that I can take, you know what I mean? And obviously I had to work through things myself and I had to, you know, like grieve myself, but, you know, going on a grief journey with someone else, like whether it's somebody, you know, you'll, you'll ever meet, or it's like somebody, you know, in a distant reality, like it's, it helps you find like a strength in yourself that you didn't know that you had, because like, you kind of have someone else to look at to, to inspire you to that, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I lost my dad when I was 19 and I didn't have any resources as far as like what that should look like for a 19 year old. Mm -hmm. And I hate to bring her up again, but I'm going to, but I remember like rewatching one tree hill for the first time Mm -hmm. since I had lost my dad and watching how Peyton handled losing her mother. Granted, it was Mm -hmm. like a, a different age for, you know, and for when she lost her mom in the show, but me understanding like, it is okay that I am falling apart at the scenes yeah. right now because there was that episode in season one, I believe where she drives through all of the red lights and mm-hmm. like I identified heavily with seeing a character do that. And I remember not understanding it and me being like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you're going to get hit by a car. This is not right. safe. But now like, having locked the parent, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I would 100% probably do the same thing that led my father to what happened Mm -hmm. to like, see if it would happen to me too, or just see what he was going through or to see how he was feeling in the moment. So yeah, I mean, and again, like, it seems so silly, because it's just quote, unquote, a teenage drama. But, you know, seeing someone that I had already identified with growing up Mm -hmm. in general, like, it, it was really helpful to me. And then as I've gotten older, the way that I've dealt with the grief of losing my father, has changed and evolved and then watching a show like This Is Us and that came on more mm-hmm. as I was an adult and seeing how they all handled as adults losing their father like there's so like so much of that really does matter and yeah. being able to be like oh yeah I did that same thing or oh that's a good idea like maybe I should write my dad a letter a year mm-hmm. and just send it anywhere to get some stuff off of my chest be, you all know right. like I learned I forget what I was watching but I learned that from a TV show and that yeah that I have dealt with like communicating with someone who is gone. So yeah, I mean, people think it's just silly TV and it's mindless, but it's not. Like sometimes it's television really not, is yeah. our support system when we don't have one.
0: Yeah. I mean, like even, you know, I mean this is how this is how we became friends, you know, like these reality competition shows, like the challenge, you know? Like people are like, oh, it's just a show, whatever. But without like if I didn't watch the challenge, I would not have been introduced to this big community of people. And I would have not had the support system that I have had, especially over, like, the last week and, like, everything that I've been going through. And, like, it's just it's just really special. And, like, outside of just having, like, a fun show to watch and, you know, like, favorite characters or characters, whatever, contestants, cast members, whatever you want to call them, to cheer on, like it's, it's brought me a community of people, you know? And like, that's really special. And so I don't think like anybody who's going to be like, well, that's just a dumb show, whatever. Like that's their own issue because like they haven't taken the time to like actually enjoy something. I want to be like, I feel bad for you because like, do you enjoy anything at all? You know? Because in yeah. like the challenge, it it's not like I, you know, sit there and I have to use like the depths of my brain to watch the show. Right. But like, it is purely enjoyable. And now it's like, it's like a special thing, you know, like, you know, I have friends that like I live, you know, like live text the episode with, you know, or podcasts that I listen to that, you know, my friends are on that, um, you know, recap the show and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just that's special. And so even if it's something just like surface level like that of like feeling like I can be connected to other people, I think that that's just as important as a show that like, maybe helps me through, you know, some my grief, or helps me through a loss, or helps me through, you know, a bad day, Um and I think that's something that's really cool and special about pop culture, and I'm sure eventually I'll have an episode where I talk about movies, because I love, mo- I'm a big movie person, I love movies, and I think there's a lot of parallels between, you know, like, long-form shows, like, binging a show, it's like, you know, watching several movies, right, Um, but, like, you know, just, I think, in pop culture you know just the things that like the things that we can learn from the shows that we watch and from what we enjoy whether it's just like on a surface level of just like fun facts or it's like things we can learn about ourselves and about other people I think it's really unique and really special and I, I'm glad to live in a time where like that's the case because you know I mean, my dad grew up watching like the Andy Griffith show, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure he learned some life lessons from, you know, Andy and Barney and Opie. I'm sure he did. But like, it's just different than it is now, you know, and um, I'm I'm thankful that I've grown up and I live in a time where, you know, there's so many options and so many different things that I can learn from so many different mediums, because I'm a firm believer in like, if you're not learning, like, what are you doing? Like, if you're not trying to like learn about other people or just like learn things in general, like, you're not growing. And so then like, what are you doing? You know?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Like at this, at this stage in life, and especially like in 2021, and the lens of 2021, if you are not taking the time to watch something, or read something, and whatever you're watching, since we're talking about TV shows, whatever you're watching, if you're not taking the time to like notice, where this story is coming from and then take the time to learn from it then Mm -hmm. honestly the only person that you're hurting is yourself and the people around you because you're choosing not to grow and that's like a you problem and Mm -hmm. especially with everything with the black lives matter movement there were so many things that were given to us as tools there were documentaries and different tv shows came out and it was like here like watch these things this is a very small thing you can do Mm -hmm. but watch them and take something from it so even in like very serious serious matters especially like things that we experienced in the past year Like TV shows and TV in general just gave people a way to actually understand Mm -hmm. why the things that were happening were not okay. So it's like, it is a resource. It can Mm -hmm. definitely be a resource if people choose for it to be, which is so necessary.
0: Okay. Well, if, unless you have anything else that, you know, you want to, you want to throw out there to everybody or you want to add, um, we can, we can wrap up there. Um, I just thank you again for, you know, for coming on, for sharing, you know, your story and, um, you know, a little bit about yourself and the shows that you like and, you know, how they made you who you are today.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy that I was able to jump on for this episode because I do. I think my Twitter bio says I watch a lot of TV. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, I'm really I'm really happy that I was able to uh, jump on for this episode. I don't have anything extra to add um, unless you are a man and feel like watching Dawson um be the opposite of Dawson Leary at all times <laughs> in your life. That's my advice for men out there at this current time in my life.
0: <laughs> right, you heard of your fo- first folks. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That is all I've got for this week's episode of the people project. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned something and um, at least maybe got some ideas for new shows to watch if you're looking for that. Um, So once again, just like always, if you enjoyed this week's episode or any of the episodes or all of the episodes, uh, please subscribe to the podcast, share it on social media, tell your friends and family about it give me ratings and reviews like I really appreciate all of that um there's so many of you that do that for me and it is amazing it really means the world to me y'all have no idea um so yeah I'll see you guys next week